0: That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, in-store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in-person. From payments
1: to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com retail23. Shopify.com retail23.
0: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. <gasps> She's got plops.
2: She's got plops. She's got plops. She's got photosensitive plops. She has to wear sunglasses, otherwise she will plop.
1: Yes, I and it's not a hangover-related. No, it's not. Either. That sounds um, like she's got a hangover, but she's she's not. No, we um, force all of our staff to work, even if they do have a hangover. Mm, um, that's, especially if they do. Especially, fact, we encourage them to to have hangovers yeah. so that they can be extra miserable. But no, Ashton has plops this week. Mm. She may well join us in the big discussion. Yeah. Uh, at the time of recording, it's Thursday morning, and tonight there's a Capcom event. And there might be stuff shown there, which we believe will be big discussion worthy. So Mm. uh, we're going to record that on Friday morning and hopefully Ashton will be joining us for that. But as it stands, it's just Peter and myself. Are you okay, Peter? How are you doing? I'm all right. Thanks. How are you? You you hesitated.
2: No, I'm fine. I am. I'm great. Thanks. Yeah, it's snowed. And it was rubbish snow as well. Not that I had time to build a snowman Mm -hmm. or anything this morning, but I brushed the car windscreen off and it was the powderiest (laughs) rubbish ever. If I was a child, I'd be so disappointed. Yeah. You know, the stuff that doesn't stick together at all. Mm -hmm. It's that.
1: I had some quite, um, quite. what's the term? Cohesive? Cohesive snow. Oh, did you? It was actually clumping up underneath my trainers. Oh, And I could feel as I walked that I was like having little snow snow ballics, mm. like on the underside of my shoe yeah and every so often I had to do a big stomp or, a, or I had to slide the sole of my shoe along the floor to scrape it off because I was walking like I had heels but in the middle of right. my shoe it's really oh, weird well it was
2: different in my neck of the woods there was a lot of it it was pretty thick but it was granular rubbish yeah
1: it's still mm. snowing now, sort of, a yeah. little bit. Uh, so we will see. Stay safe out there. Be careful. Uh, drive safe and stay warm it if you can. It's
2: hopefully melted by the time this goes out. But if not, look out for that black ice that is now compacted down on yes. every surface. We love
1: that. Yeah. We do love that. I am regressing to teenage years this mm. weekend. I'm going to Alton Towers. <gasps> wow. Which is really exciting. Uh, I actually cannot wait. Yeah, And this is the first time that I'll have been to Alton Towers as an adult who like earns a wage that I can survive on mm-hmm. because previously when I went I was working either like part time or crap jobs and I had no money and so they had all these amazing restaurants all themed and mm-hmm. I could never go in any of them you can go, bring your sandwiches you know yeah absolutely now though I'm going I'm I'm making up for lost time I yeah. have never been to Alton Towers. Have you not? I've been to... Well, a, I at noticed least... that because you've got both of your legs. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I have
2: been to other Merlin Entertainment theme parks and somehow walked away, literally. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've not been to Alton Towers. So I'm <laughs> I'm
1: planning on returning with my legs.
2: Mm. Um do you think because you said that they might invite us to uh, a special date? So, people
1: who are unfamiliar, this this did actually happen. <laughs> this um, is turning
2: into a not video game. It podcast, really is, by the way. It really
1: <laughs> is. But we've got to finish this train of thought yeah. because Ashton isn't here to like roll her eyes yeah. with with such gravity that it that <laughs> it makes us feel so horrible about ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but at a previous place of employment, uh, we were talking just just generally about how uh, people had been horrifically injured mm. uh, at Merlin Entertainment theme parks, and then. I don't know. I think someone's Someone some, had a dream. Somebody had a dream that you went to a theme park with them. No one lost their legs in the dream. I no, don't think. nobody lost their legs. And then Thought Park contacted us and asked us if we wanted to come down and shoot. Because they
2: tweeted, like, me and Thought
1: Park, like, mm. added them and said,
2: I had a dream. And then Thought Park got in touch and said, hey, come along.
1: I don't know where the line is in terms of uh, litigation. Mm. I don't know what's dangerous and what isn't. But it is a fact that people... Have, have tragically been the, injured at, at least one leg merlin entertainment theme park. yeah i that's not what i'm going for i'm going for pizza and to be sick on rides right so i'm really looking forward to that Good. i just wanted to throw that in there because i thought let's have a little bit of non Gaming talk before mm. we get into Be- the gaming The talk. heavy gaming
2: stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, this is a video game podcast. Each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Miss um, Plops herself was meant to do it this week, but mm-hmm. I've got a sponsor here. Fortunately, um, it was
2: forwarded to you. Um,
1: yes, this is the same sponsor yeah. because it's so real. Um, still no Dead Island to the spy. No,
2: hibernating from the snow, I suspect.
1: Understandable. Yeah. Tonight, on YouTube and streaming services... There's a very exciting event happening to spotlight new up-and-comers on the comedy circuit. Right. And it's going to be really good and fun. And you're all going to laugh. And it's called the Cap Comedy Spotlight. Okay. And that's happening tonight. And up-and-coming comics from around the world will do their best, probably five minutes on zombies and dinosaurs mm-hmm. and hunting monsters and what's exoprimal whatever that's yeah. called which is probably just watching gameplay footage of exoprimal mm-hmm. uh and that's tonight and it's called the cap comedy spotlight where does the
2: cap come into it or is it just because it's a capcom it's it's in event?
1: i should sorry i should have led with that yeah it's in collaboration um with capcom right uh, which is why it's a beautiful event mm. and i hope you can all come at home and laugh and laugh come at home what
2: Oh, come. I hope you you at home can all come. come. At At home.
1: home. At home. Right. Yes. It's not real. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Is that... Oh, is it real? It's not real, Peter. It's not real. It's actually a lie. But there is a Capcom Spotlight tonight at the time of recording. Uh, No, we are of course sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. Please send us questions. We love them. We're getting a lot of repeat questions. I know it's difficult when we've been going for so long. Um, And those of you who ask questions, we're we're eternally grateful. Mm. We can't expect everyone to have listened since day one. But please, if you're a patron, and there's a lot of you, Send us a question. Yeah. Why not? Because we can always hold on to them if they're really good. But also, some of you have cracked the system where if you ask a question about something that's topical in the news, it's probably going to be the big discussion. So, you know.
2: Yeah, if you want to bear get that in mind. There. Do some topical stuff.
1: We yeah. love that SEO. We like we like a nice topical thumbnail and a topical title. So,
2: And we also have occasionally revisited questions we've done before if it's been like over a year and a half or if two If we've forgotten.
1: Yeah. Because we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, but thank you to our wonderful patrons. Go there. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Loads of tiers. All sorts of rewards. Mm. Uh, so thank you for all of you who have supported us so far.
2: One of those people is Bartek Kubica who says... Schnicked, Bap. I remember... Schnicked. schnicked. I remember clearly how shocked or schnicked I was when in God of War 3, it says three, Ashton, in parentheses, Yeah, because it's written in Roman numerals and Ashton doesn't like them. No. Um, Kratos tore off Helios' head with his bare hands. It was disgusting, stretching skin and muscles, and, and beautiful at the same time, <laughs> because you could see how much work the crew put into it. Yes. Is there any brutal scene that shocked you deeply? Vink, Bartek. He's done a little vinky face there as well. Oh, very good. Yeah. You can see it. Um, so, I mean, I don't know about shocked me deeply, but I have brought uh, just a list of. Things where I went, oh whoa, Jesus! Yeah, in video uh-huh. games, uh, some of them are just broadly the game as a whole because kind of throughout stuff was happening. For example, The Last of Us Part Two, mm. pretty brutal game, just a roller coaster of misery. Yeah, um, a lot of stabbing, a lot of blood, people being shot. I mean, the first game as well can be is, is brutal in a lot of places.
1: Do you remember? There's the person who's playing the PlayStation Vita, possibly the last person playing the PlayStation Vita in the entire world. Oh yeah, and Ellie just slits their throat yes yeah it's like oh my god they were playing probably super stardust or on. one of many wonderful vita titles the last person to do it
2: um until dawn and it's super massive brethren
1: oh some yeah. pretty
2: gory deaths in those uh, remember in dark pictures when that person got squashed behind the glass i do yeah i do remember that in, um, you
1: remember when your boy went in the grinder
2: yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good that too. That's pretty shocking. Um, Outlast 1 and 2. Mm. Remember we got crucified in first person? Oh, Nails God. through
1: the hand. Did someone, did someone cut our willy off or did someone try to cut Yeah, our willy- someone
2: tries to cut your willy off. Yeah, that's pretty horrifying. Um... The Lancer in Gears of War, I remember was that's where the sort of the beautiful comes into it as mm. well. Um, I remember using the Lancer for the first time and just thinking, wow, this is video games.
1: <laughs> it's never uh, getting any better than this.
2: Yeah. And I still find it very satisfying to use a Lancer. All after all these years, it's still very enjoyable. For those who don't know, that is the the chainsaw that's on the guns in Gears of War. Mm. Um, and then I've also remembered one that definitely took me by surprise. Uh which was, you know, in Team Fortress 2, they do the meet the yes. character Yeah, the videos. little intro, yeah, cutscene. Yeah. Um, there's one for the spy, uh, where the spy is talking, the blue spy is telling his team about the red spy is in the base. And mm. he's like talking, about, he could be any one of us because they can change their shape to be any And then as he's like doing this dialogue, it like does a close up on his head and suddenly his head just gets blown off. And all you see, I mean, it's cartoony. Mm. So all you see is like a red cylinder slice and then in right in the middle there's just his neck bone sticking out it's like oh christ okay and the first time i saw that it just really took me by surprise and it's because (laughs) um his his friends think that oh well he's clearly actually the red spy
1: that's where i thought you were going with
2: it well but it's actually not him uh spoilers for something that happened 10 years ago uh so there's just a whole bunch of things really i just listed various gory games but um
1: I've got a very. I've gone for a very similar approach. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much all horror themed, anyway. I remember going to visit my cousin's house. Uh, none of them are contemporary. I should say they're all from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I visited my cousin's house, and they had Mortal Kombat. And oh, yeah. I was of a nervous disposition as a child, and as if the fighting wasn't scarring enough. Yeah, you know, getting punched into acid pits and a little skeleton comes out. Yeah. <laughs> frightening. To absolutely terrifying the 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 countdown for the game over where your character is just screaming mm-hmm. while free falling and when it gets to zero they get impaled on spikes at the bottom yeah i couldn't believe it i was absolutely I, I felt. i thought it was so disturbing
2: <laughs> and the sound design in that gate well not design but the the quality of the sound in that game is a bit bitty as well it's And scary. That just makes it scarier <laughs> I think.
1: yeah yeah oh it was awful and that was like I didn't want to, because they, their bedroom that they shared was on like the top floor of this house, sort of like a converted attic sort of thing. And so you had to go up this winding staircase to get up there. And it was always, you know, it was, it was boys' bedroom. So it was dark up there Mm. and it was just a CRT TV and a PS1. And uh, I didn't want to go up there on my own. I didn't want to be in there on my own. Scorpion might get me. Because that's where the scary games were. And, uh, you know, like there there was, there was a fascinate, like a morbid fascination, Mm. like, oh my God. This is really frightening, but like I, I don't want to look away. But then, like, I was only brave enough to be in there with other people. Like, was I this
2: the same cousin whose um, Resident Evil Two you played?
1: No, this is a different cousin oh, right. who I will talk about now. Okay, uh, Resident Evil Two right. um, played. Uh, yeah, played his PS One. Uh, that was modded, so he had like all of these discs and stuff. And I played it with a different cousin hmm. um, when that when the owner of the console cousin wasn't there. And we tried to play Resident Evil Two. Didn't know how to shoot. Uh, the zombies were really scary. The the FMV cutscene was, yeah, really cut was really scary. Not FMV, just the the cutscene was really scary with the the zombie lorry driver. And we were running around the the streets of Raccoon City on the on the approach to the to the police station. And uh, we didn't know how to shoot or anything, and we got grabbed by zombies. And the the, zo- the zombies swarming Leon and eating him alive was deeply upsetting yeah. to me. Um, I'm just talking about childhood traumas now, mm. but the the last one I've got an example of wasn't wasn't a trauma as such. It was just sort of like, wow, this is really well done, disgusting. Uh, shocking moment uh, that i think works really well for the for, for setting up a certain character and that's in final fantasy 7 when you first leave midgar you are you you basically have to get on a chocobo mm. to run across a body of water fast enough to get to a cave on the other side because there's this shadow of a gigantic serpent called the midgar zolom or zolom that's underneath and it's like The way they've animated it, it's got like loads of segments to it. So you can see it like just sort of bouncing off the edges of it and like twisting round. And as soon as you step in there, it makes a beeline for you and it can move faster than you can. And it's really powerful. And you basically do not want to fight it when you first go through there. You can come back later and destroy it, no problem. Right. you want to avoid it at all costs. So you've got to get through there fast on the Chocobo. That's where you get the Chocobo. I discovered later that if you hug like the right-hand side, you sort of can just about make it across without one. But later on, you enter an area where it's sort of like a uh, a conversation, not a cutscene, but like an animated bit yeah. where your characters are moving around and talking to each other and it pans up. And because all the backgrounds are you know, hand-drawn and mm. hand-painted and stuff... It's really detailed and it's this tree with no branches left and the Midgar Zolom impaled on it. And it's all bloody and horrible and nasty and your, your guys are like, Sephiroth must have been through here look what Sephiroth can do that's really frightening and scary isn't he incredible and and terrifying we're gonna have to fight him at some point he's the guy we're chasing and that's the thing that was so so dangerous to us earlier on dangerous to you but not to Sephiroth not to Sephiroth uh so yeah there's a few they're all really old examples that's a classic case of us sort of taking the question and just talking about whatever we want uh, yeah. but uh yeah i know exactly what he's uh, what bartek is talking about though with their with their t- stretching skin and muscles mm. and that yeah it was oh, horrible um i'm trying to think of what else any modern examples of like wow they really put a lot of effort into that disgusting dismemberment scene. yeah even the new god of war has that stuff you know that's not not quite as as horrible in fact no there is one when you do the visceral attacks on them or whatever they're called some of the like wolf enemies he just grabs their jaw and like just tears it down the front oh. of their body uh, for like a like a wolfy type an- animal yeah. it's awful it's really horrible oh,
2: also in god of war 2 was it um like the original run uh with the the elephant men the mm. minotaur elephant things I don't know if there were multiple ways to kill, like multiple death animations, but one of them involved exposing their brain in their <laughs> skull. And like, I think he maybe like stabs it with its own tusk in mm. its exposed brain. Mm. And that's like, I don't want to see anyone's brain. It's not nice.
1: Mm. That's pretty gory. Video games got watch. magical, I think. Are, it magical, it. I I think yeah. Uh, pretty incredible. There we are. Mm. There's a couple of examples. It's time to do another section, Peter.
2: Yes. Uh, it's um, we thought we'd do a new section while Ashton's not here yeah why not um, and it's about the
1: games what we play in. Oh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the video games. What we have been playing, Peter. What you have been playing this week? Uh, I've played
2: a couple of things this week. Um, one of the things I have played, a slash, just tried to get work and eventually got working. Get, get tried to get work. Tried get to get to, to work, work. <laughs> uh, and got working. Was the movies Lionhead's the movies? Oh, amazing! It's something that I streamed um, on the most my my most recent stream. Um, but yeah, in the run up to that, I was faffing around with it several evenings in a row um so that took up some of my what would normally be just fun relaxing gaming time with um frustrating gaming time trying to get like w- the right windowed mode and f- aspect ratios and oh mm. why is it not loading and why is it a black screen back so can hear it and all that kind of stuff so God. does that even count as playing what we work in i think <laughs> maybe um and then i've also played a little bit of uh, Resident Evil 4 Mercenaries mode. Mm. So because the new game's coming out, I've been, I'm, it's so close. And I was like, I really want to play it. But I actually played it very recently, the the story mode of the original game. It wasn't so long ago. Um, and I played that then to be like, oh, because the new game's coming out, I'm going to go through it. And basically I wanted to do the same thing again. I was like, no, it's, it's nearly out. You're not playing through the story a second time. Um, so I just booted it up used the save file that I had from recently, which fortunately I had kept on my memory card and uh, just been playing some mercenaries, which is super fun. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but in that game mode, there is a, you know, the chainsaw man, Dr. Salvador. Yes. Who has a potato sack on his head. There is a version of him called, I think his official in-universe name is just Mega Dr. Salvador. Oh, Um, and he's about seven feet tall. He has a double bladed um, chainsaw. And instead of walking at you and then swinging at you when he arrives, his walking animation is just, just that, just him constantly swiping just his swinging chainsaw. It around. Yeah, oh, so oh, he dear. is basically unable to do anything but swipe his chainsaw, uh, and he's very scary. And all you can hear when he's coming at you is, vroom, vroom, vroom. it's terrifying. I don't like that, um, and it made me think. Like, so obviously I've we all know that the the regular chainsaw man is going to be in this game we've seen him in some of the promotional material but i suddenly realized oh my god what if the double-bladed one is in there he is going to be so scary in (laughs) modern graphics so uh yeah i really can't wait to play this game Mm -hmm. and it is something we'll be talking about in the big discussion perhaps
1: yes Um, there's a very Heavy rumor as well that there may also be a demo releasing for, yeah. for the remake tonight, uh, which we may well be able to talk about later on, but obviously cannot currently, if indeed that demo does come out.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that's all I've really had time for this week. Bit of Mercenaries and then just some some admin Mm. Um, but yeah how about you what have you been playing
1: well I have finished Gotham Knights now and I've actually got the platinum trophy in it as well because mm. uh, as I mentioned last week actually no maybe I didn't I was basically I've been talking up Gotham Knights to everyone and saying isn't it funny that I've been playing Gotham Knights actually though it's not that bad right you know it's actually not that bad Yeah. Um, and I was so thorough in my playing of, in my smooth brain playing of it switch off brain yeah. put podcast on uh, mode that I basically did almost everything as i went without even really yeah. trying to and the last stuff i needed for it was to craft a piece of legendary gear for the uh like legendary armor legendary ranged weapon and a legendary melee weapon which are the three classes of things that you can make uh, and equip and uh, to get the blueprints for those or engrams if you want to get destiny about this right uh i had to basically grind these... I don't know what you want to call them. They're really boring. They have a name in the game, but they they, they get introduced towards the end of the game. I think it's Heroic Assault is what it's called. Right. And they're basically randomly generated dungeons that you run through. And between between each combat area there will be a corridor with chests off to the side but will you be able to get to the chests because sometimes there are traps and sometimes you have to blow up a little bit of tnt to reveal a hole in the wall the answer is yes because there's maybe four or five different variations of where the chests can be right and you can press a button to scan the local area and see the chests through the walls so it's not hard i did not play it in co-op i played it by myself and i had to do maybe I think there's perhaps thirty floors of this, and I did thirteen or fourteen of them. Right. So that was that was the real grind at the end. But even that wasn't much of a grind. I enjoyed it overall. I will never return to this game unless I've managed to persuade someone to play it in co-op with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think we'll ever get a sequel. But you know, story was. Pretty predictable towards the end, but I had a nice time. And when I tweeted out that I enjoyed it, I had a fair few people. In fact, almost everybody who replied said, yeah, I also thought it was all right. Mm -hmm. Um, Overhated is what someone said, and I, I, I think I agree with that. It's not the worst thing in the world. I can imagine Suicide Squad perhaps being reviewed better but being less appealing to me overall uh so we will see how that goes but i played a lot of that and then i've also played a little bit of wwe 2k22 because 2k23 comes out soon and those controls beyond the basic grapple punch kick are a little complicated and after hearing that the controls are very similar Between the two games, I thought, I want to get... A little refresher. I want to get a little refresher. I want to get used to the controls again. So I had a little little go in that and downloaded... Deleted a lot of the custom characters I downloaded that were taking up space, like Batman and uh, Shrek. Of course. And... uh, instead downloaded the wonderful custom creations that people have made for Triple Jump Mm. uh, in the game because I wanted to have those saved on my console, just in case. Uh, So I believe it may well have been Leon, actually, one of our editors, who made really detailed characters uh, for Peter, myself, and Ashton. And then there's also a really good Billy on there. There's a rules boss on there. Um, So if you want to download those, go get them. You presumably on your thing.
2: got a Babs as well, right? Yeah,
1: there's a Barbara on there too, and someone's even made a male version of Barbara as oh. well, so you can because there's their the gender divide in the game, so oh, you yeah. can't. For example, we couldn't team up with Ashton mm. if we wanted to have a match, which is a bit rubbish. Yeah, uh, absolutely. so there we are. But that's what I've been playing. Nice. It's time for question two. It is. Um, you should read it. You I are, should. You are Ashton. I am Ashton today. Uh, this comes from Stephen Scodares, who says hi, Bap. How much does music in a game impact your enjoyment of it? One of the main reasons why I love Bioshock and Fallout is the use of old songs from the 50s and 60s. I think they really add to the atmosphere of the game's world. Is there any song that you associate with certain games? Have a fantastic day. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Stephen um oh, no, 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 i don't want to leave the congo no, no 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 that one that's a classic fallout 76 yeah classic. no one has
2: ever heard that song and not thought fallout. 76 <laughs> 76 76 um so i mean to answer the first part of steven's question how much does music in a game impact your enjoyment of it very much so just generally speaking i think like it's a huge part of the of the experience and I will happily listen to video game music outside of games because I love it so much as a general rule. I mean it's a broad thing Why don't to say. You marry but, it you well, it well, so I will actually. Why don't you I will. Um, but to talk more about, you know, Steve Steven mentions Bioshock and Fallout, the like the actual real life music that exists in the real world that has been put in there. Yes. Um and you know it's it's diegetic music, you could say, um, which means that your character is really sort of hearing it in the game world, as opposed mm-hmm. to you know wandering around Oblivion. <laughs> He's not actually or she isn't hearing that as they walk into. I'm, I'm slash glad and you. Ex-
1: smash. I'm glad you explained that because of course I knew what you meant, mm. uh, but there might be people who didn't. There so, might not be. Uh, yeah. Whereas in Fallout, you're walking along going,
2: "This is Galaxy News Radio." Do you think you have
1: to hold President up President Henry
2: here? Eden? Yeah. Um, and there's something a little bit different about that. You know, the fact that it it does it's a clever way to have music in a game and you know most if not all games need music not all i suppose but most games need it um but it, it means that you're able to add it in in a contextual way um and so it sort of adds to the immersion uh and uh sometimes there are some really good choices out there you know it's it's a good way as well of getting in lyrical music like that you can actually sing along to whereas you can't sing along well you i mean do i just do did a do do pretty
0: do good do. job
2: of it but you can't sing the lyrics to do 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 from oblivion um <laughs> so everyone loves walking along with your your busted up rifle and your nine millimeter singing i don't want to leave the congo no 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 no, no, no. no. um so that is an, a sort of added layer of enjoyment of the music when it's that actual kind of real real stuff
1: they have things like the atom bomb mm. So I
2: think I'll stay where I am. Um, it's a good
1: song. It is, yeah. Um, I mean, arguably problematic. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, but uh, you you mustn't examine it under a microscope. No, definitely or, not. Or do, or do. I don't think you need to look at it under a microscope, no, though. You could <laughs> probably, probably be pretty far away.
2: Yeah uh but yeah i think it's great when there if it obviously if it works within the game world then i think it's great when there's the actual as i say diegetic music Mm. in that sense i think that's a a clever way of inserting a bit of music into a game and uh still having it kind of feel believable and immersive Mm. um what do you think? I'm I don't think there's a song I specifically associate with any game that I can think of.
1: But. So yes, I, I completely agree. Uh, I think diabetic music is really helpful yes. uh to to certain games, specifically specifically mm. uh crime sandbox games, of course, your GTAs, your yeah. Sans Ros. Uh I really enjoyed the soundtrack available in Sleeping Dogs, the radio right. stations in that. I found a musical artiste on the rock station in that game that I ended up listening to for years afterwards. Mm. And have now listened to too much and can't listen to anymore. Yeah. That being uh, Blackstone Cherry, uh, right. who had two songs featured on that radio station. I was like, man, these guys, these guys are wicked. Yeah, They're so good. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, well, another crime sandbox actually, but talking about the 50s and 60s music would be Mafia 2. Right, yeah. that, that music, that soundtrack did so much to world build. And it's so important for video games to have Good scores, anyway. Yeah, Uh, but when you're actually putting licensed music in as well, I think that's you know it really does. It it can ground you in the world in a really, really good way. Like Vice City
2: using actual songs from the eighties. Yes, whatever decade it was. Precisely.
1: Seventies, eighties. I don't remember. Eighties, seventies, eighties, 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 eighties. 80s uh i have got a few examples actually but weirdly these songs are not diabetic songs right they are real songs but they usually they were used in marketing material or the opening of the game just to sort of like set the scene yeah Uh, they're not things that the characters are hearing short change hero by the heavy was used in a Trailer for Batman Arkham City, mm-hmm. uh, there's ain't no place for a hero, there's that one, some people may know it, mm-hmm. and also the opening of Borderlands 2, the yeah. cutscene when you're on the train and it all crashes and then you wake up in the snowy tundra, that's used in two of those, most of these are examples from Borderlands games right. actually, because I think they do them really well, uh, Borderlands 1, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant, that is a classic, uh, forever associated with that game for me, and Tales from the Borderlands, the good one, the original one made by Telltale, each of those games had a fantastic, each of those episodes, sorry, had a fantastic opening where there would be some preamble and then some ridiculous situation would unfold, which would then lead to the the title card coming up for that episode. And during that, usually during that period, there would be a licensed track for each of the episodes that they would they would put in. And for episode one, there was Busy Earning by Jungle, uh, which I just think worked really well. And I ended up listening to that song a lot when that episode uh, came out and I played through it, because at that point I had to wait TBD amount of time before the next episode came out. So mm-hmm. I had such a good time that I just listened to that song over and over again. So I suppose for me personally, Borderlands does a great job of having songs associated with the games. But uh, those are just a few examples for me.
2: As I've been sitting here, I've just realized there are plenty of examples because there's the the whole kind of um, extreme sports slash racing game soundtrack oh, genre. genre that, yeah, exactly. Tonky Hanks. Gorilla Radio. Yeah. That's where those monkeys make their music. Uh-huh. Uh, that, immediately me, that makes me think of... Um, Gold Goldfinger. 2,
1: Goldfinger. Sup- Superman is gold gold what well it just ton- ton- tonky hangs oh right the, the I, song, I was thinking i was like i didn't the know, even know it was a goldfinger video game <laughs> the that so- they made <laughs> sorry the song gold superman Finger. by gold yeah. Uh, yeah
2: um and then uh, also you talk about promotional material that's another one i thought of um invaders must die was used for the jute newcomb forever uh, mm. soundtrack and it was the first time i'd heard that song in a in a while i was like oh yeah this song forgot about that mm. and now when i hear it i still remember me going oh yeah this song so their their trailer worked really well mm. in that I, rather than focusing on the game and thinking wow this looks like it's taken 10 years to make and rubbish uh, i thought <laughs> oh yeah invaders must die that's a good song mm. um so brilliant. But yeah, there are the more I think about it, the more that there are actually a fair few songs that I associate. There's some from bo- uh Burnout as well that mm. are, are on my spot. Yeah, lots of good still. racing game yeah. ones.
1: Uh Riders on the Storm. Mm. Tony uh Floody L uh, Need for Speed Underground 2. It's another underground game. Right. Uh yeah, Riders on the Storm. There's a few in that game. My cousin used to have that. I used to watch him play that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they're out there. Those yeah. games are out there. Uh okay. It's time to move on to something a little bit strange. Yeah. A little bit peculiar. It's weird it's weird news.
0: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: It's weird news time. Time to talk about some weird video game news. Remember, excuse me. If you
2: want to get a guaranteed shout out uh, in the middle of the show, you can become a podcast producer to sponsor Weird News. You will, uh, you know, potentially get some shout outs if your question is picked. But if you want your name in there for sure, as a guarantee, head to Patreon and sign up to the relevant tier for podcast producers. Yes, just like. Nathan, GY Goliath, Nexus Polaris, Duncan Wilson, Nicole Hansen, Ellie Nicholas, Gabrielle
1: Philippink, Melody L. Bonnet, Katie garrido Jared, and Blake Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, podcast, podcast producers. producers. There oh, we still, are. We still, we did didn't it. manage it. However, if you'd like to roll the dice and uh, risk it or risk nothing, to be mm. clear, um, and uh, get a shout out at the Weird News segment, you can submit Weird News to us on Facebook and Twitter we didn't put the post out this week no uh slight uh whoopsie slight admin error Mm. on our part so this the weird news we've sourced this week has been sourced by ourselves uh but thank you to all of you who i'm sure were waiting by your computer all week to send us weird news yeah we'll sort it out next week
2: uh i've got a story here from pcgamer.com written by tyler wilde who says Blizzard filled a deconsecrated French church with Diablo 4 murals. What is deconsecrated? That means it's no longer a church. Oh,
1: okay. That makes a bit more sense, I suppose.
2: Yeah. Um, But it's still a church building, Mm. obviously. They've not pulled it down. The Chapelle des Jesuites got a makeover courtesy of Diablo 4's presumably enormous marketing budget. The era of truly... Lis- licentious. Oh. Is that, a, is that, what's that word? Lic- licentious? Licentious?
1: Yeah.
2: i tell you what, I'll look it
1: up. Thanks. This is what we get for going to PC Gamer, you know.
2: The era of truly licentious video game marketing stunts has been waning ever since that time Sony used a dead goat to promote God of War 2. <laughs> but it is at least a mildly risque performance from Blizzard. The Diablo 4 developer has covered the interior of a French cathedral with depictions of the game's battle with Lilith, Queen of the Succubi. It's a cathedral now, all of a sudden. It was a church in the headline. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Have you got a definition for it?
1: I I have, yeah. I've got two definitions. Mm. One of them is promiscuous and unprincipled in sexual matters, which doesn't seem right. And the other one apparently is labelled archaic, and that is disregarding accepted conventions, especially in grammar or literary style. Right. So I think they've sort of used the word potentially, not erroneously, but loosely to describe something that's... They don't care. I'm sure there's a more common
2: word for that. Yeah, the, like the kind of unprincipled. Controversial or... <laughs> or uh, unconventional. Unconventional, yeah, anything. The cathedral in question is the Chapelle des Jesuites. And then in brackets it says... The Jesuits' chapel. Cool. Oh, it's a chapel now, is it? (laughs) Yeah, what is it? Uh, In Cambrai, a Baroque-style 17th century church in northern France. The building has been deconsecrated, according to Blizzard, meaning it's not officially a sacred site. It is a historical monument, though. So if you're wondering whether Blizzard actually painted, quote, the five character classes from Diablo 4 (laughs) as they clash with the powers of evil onto the chapel's interior, it did not. A total of 20 paintings were done on canvas and then installed on the cathedral's ceiling, dome, and back wall. Altogether, the works uh, comprise of a 160-foot mural and took 30 days to paint, according to Blizzard. They were completed by a team led by artist Adam Miller, who says the project interested him in part because, quote, "...the scale and the speed of it seemed a bit insane." Henry Hobson, who, is direct, who directed the video of the art installation embedded above, described the result as a classical space that had been corrupted by Miller's depictions of the Diablo universe. See more about the project on the, in the making of video below. Mm. And then it is, I think, just filler from that point on. But there's an embedded video um, that shows you the pictures of Diablo gods or monsters or something fighting each other on the ceiling of a church um or a chapel or a chapel or a, or cathedral. a cathedral you can't see it there but th- you can see that there's a video there so. is a video
1: you can see the red play button it's quite striking isn't it the, yeah the images um there was nothing on the ceiling beforehand so they didn't cover anything up either it was no. just just painted white so mm. uh and it does look like so the way
2: they write that article it sounds like oh what so actually they just hung some canvases up it's not that they've just hung some square canvases on a wall they've like done it to match the shape of the vaulted Mm. ceiling so it looks like it is painted into the yeah Yeah. onto the ceiling itself but they haven't actually
1: done that which is very cool and it's really impressive as well the the art style Mm. that they got these guys in to do sort of the style of art that would be seen on a dome ceiling or a chapel or a church or a cathedral or a monastery or you know and such some people are a little bit annoyed about it
2: yeah, that's strange. Which for is Blizzard to have done something that's pissed people
1: yeah, off. Yeah, I mean that's that's odd. I it's uh, as you said, it's de deconsecrated. Is that what yeah. the, the the word was? Uh, so it's not actually a a, a religious site anymore. No. Uh, but some people have taken it a little personally. Yeah. Uh, it's not permanent, no. and it will be. It's probably already gone. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, God, it's gone by now. Yeah, Diablo Four. That's Enjoy. a game. Yeah, it's coming mm. and it's on ceilings of buildings. Mm-hmm. I've got a piece of weird news. Give me your weird news. It comes from Nintendo Life. R- Random. Random! Brand new cockroach species has been named after a Pokemon. Okay. A brand new species of cockroach has been discovered, and it's been named the Ferramosa cockroach after the Ultra Beast Feramosa from Pokemon Sun and Moon. As of course, you are very familiar, Peter. You know this.
2: Yeah, I was hoping you might say it's been just named the Cockroach++. Plus Plus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, the Straits Times reports that this new species was found in Singapore back in 2016-2017, but its discovery and origins were a complete mystery. Mm. Now, entomologists Fu Sheng and Christian C. Lu- Lu- Saint- Lucansus, potentially mm. uh, from the UPLB Museum of Natural History in the Philippines, have taken the time to research this new species and fully document its existence, giving it the species name Nocticola feramosa. Fu said, "One of the new co- f- sorry." Fu said of the new cockroach that 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 <laughs> it says twice, There are some similarities between pheromosa and the delicate cockroach that we found. Comparing this new species' long antenna, hooded wings, and long legs to the white cockroach-like U B Ultra Beast, I assume. Come hmm. on, please don't assume I know what these are. <laughs> Uh, Fu, who co-authored the finding of the creature, admitted that he and his colleague are all Pokemon fans; hence the name. Oh. It then goes on and on and on and on. Uh, that's uh, Pheromosa there. Oh, there's. Oh, that looks like a cockroach. And there is the cockroach that they found, which, <laughs> which looks like a cockroach <laughs> <laughs> to me. Uh, so yes, that is a real thing. That Did you say that was according to the s- to straight Straight Times? S T. R
2: A I T. Oh, uh, right. It's not the opposite of gay times. No, it's not. It's not. They've uh, set that up as some sort of uh f- fight back, power to straight people. Poorly
1: conceived yeah. magazine. No, it's not that. I assume it's a place or I don't really know, but it's not spelled that way. No, a, a straight, like the the
2: something straight, you know. I can't even think of a single straight uh the something.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're yeah. trying to say. But it's, it's hard to, to <laughs> articulate. Um, that's weird news. Thank yep. you to everyone who sent us your weird news stories in or Thank didn't. No. Uh, it's time for question three. This is from Brian Langan, who says,
2: Question, it's the first five letters are in caps. Question for podcast. I'm new to the podcast, so I apologize if you've covered this. But is there a game you were so excited about as a kid, then got it and it stunk? Mm. For me, the Christmas, I got Game Boy Advance SP and what, For me, the Christmas, I got Game Boy Advance SP and was so stoked, full stop. I read in Nintendo Power months earlier, there was a Millennium Falcon game coming out and I was maximum amped to play it. (laughs) So I asked Santa for it as well as the SP. Santa came through and I spent maybe 35 minutes away from my family, eager to play it i was devastated oh. horrible game exclamation mark worst christmas in the history of christmas for anyone who got that game keep up the great work
1: thank you brian thank you brian what a roller coaster yeah a lot of caps in there yeah. i enjoyed it i think everyone should write like that mm,
2: yeah um i've got a couple of examples here um it wasn't a present, but I uh, went, I've talked about this recently, actually. I went to, we had a, a cost cutter in our village, Ooh. which is like a franchise of corner shops you get in the UK, uh, maybe elsewhere. Um, and for a period of time, maybe a year or two, they had a little corner where they were selling video games. Mm. I think they only ever sold PS1 games. It was, it was uh, that era, uh, maybe PS2. But one time I went down there and they were all a little bit, bargain bucket but some of them were all right and i picked up a copy of a game called evo's space adventure which was the ps uh, which was the yeah the ps1 version of an n64 game you might be more familiar with called space station silicon valley um and when i went home it ran really badly not because it was broken but because it was just not really very good mm-hmm. um, and i think maybe it had been ported to ps1 from n64 and not very well um, and so I took it back to the shop and pretended that it was all scratched and broken. Oh. Uh, well, I didn't say it was scratched because I could have checked, but I said, "Oh, that's not working properly." And they gave me my money back, and uh, I felt a little bit bad about it because it was dishonest of me.
1: Do you remember how much um, you spent on it?
2: I think they were all like ten quid, fifteen quid okay. in that shop. Okay, so. so that's a lot of savings for, for, yeah, young, it for it was young a young, for a young Peter. Bit, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really disappointing. I can't say I was like super stoked, but I think I was. Excited to have just been able to like go to the corner shop and just buy a game. Mm. So that in itself was exciting. I was like, oh, if this is a really good game, then you know, I'll be able to do that all the time. Just go and buy a new game, just go buy a new game, walk down to the end of the road, buy a game. And then, yeah, I was really disappointed. The other one that I was disappointed by, um, in a sense, was Crash Bash. Um, so i played the first mm. three crash games and then the one that came out after that well the crash team racing as well but uh, on ps1 was crash bash and on the cover it had crash on like a pogo stick and tiny tiger was in the background in a tank and it looked pretty cool and then i realized when i got home oh it's actually a party game um which i didn't i i hadn't gleaned that from the back of the box if i just like used my eyes and like looked at it and read it properly i might have worked out that that's what it was mm. but uh, it had a single player mode so i still eventually kind of i came around to it and i did enjoy crash bash in the end i still think it's a, a pretty good game for what it is but i was going home thinking it was crash bandicoot 4 yeah. you know mm. and it wasn't um and yeah it's so just sad pogoing around Tiles or doing bad mini games, yeah, playing uh, sort of pinball or
1: I only had a demo for that. I think I can't remember what game it was on, it may have been a Spyro game actually. But I did, I did play um, the Crash Bash demo a few times and uh, I was horrible at it, it was Mm -hmm. really bad. I don't think I've ever played that. In fact, no, I have played the full version of Crash Bash because I think we played it once, yeah, Uh, like in 2017 or 2016 or something. Mm. We we had a we had a go at it, uh, your copy, but yeah, Mm. poor Crash Bash. Mm. What about you? I remember getting Thunderbirds for the Game Boy Color. Whoa. And it not being very good. I grew up loving Thunderbirds. Uh, My dad was a big Thunderbirds fan, so I inherited all of his Mm die-cast Thunderbirds toys, and we had some of them on VHS, and occasionally they'd show episodes, I think, on Channel 4, like on a Sunday or something, old episodes from the 60s. So I was a big fan of Thunderbirds. And while I consider myself... Something of a fan of Game Boys, just a small one. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was always all about Pokemon for me. So I only ever really played Pokemon games and only ever really had Pokemon games on my Game Boys and Game Boy Colors and so on. And so I believe that this... I, w- I went into Woolworths with my mum and I saw this and I can't remember what the circumstances were because my mum never just bought me games because I wanted them. So maybe I had some birthday money right. or something. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I saw that there was a Thunderbirds game for Game Boy Color and and my mum bought it for me. So this was like the, the... I think the only brand new Game Boy game I have any memory of actually buying. Every... Game Boy game. I think look, I got Pokemon Blue, which would have been new, I imagine, at right. the time. But yeah. I have I I was very young, and I can't really remember that. Yeah. Um, but since then, I I don't think I ever bought every other Game Boy game I've ever bought or owned has been pre-owned, mm. and like I've got through eBay or CEX or whatever. So I was really you know I had high hopes, and then I played it, and it was just like this sort of isometric from a from a diagonal angle down. Mm. You just went around these areas as. The various Thunderbird vehicles—they all had guns, I think—and yeah. like fire at things, just like in Thunderbirds. <laughs> and you basically just have to press switches and find keys. And each level had it like there was no save option, so each level had a password system. And I was like, oh, "This is crap." Was it going? I, <laughs> honestly, I think it might have done, yeah. which which was at a point in its favor. But uh, yeah, that was crap. And when I was a teenager, I got. Uh, I got. Um, I think I've talked about this before. I got Unreal Tournament three, which I was really excited about, with two uh, two of my friends, and then we had a sleepover and we we're all going to play it together because we'd read in our magazine that was our bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd we'd read that uh, you know it was a great co op game, and then no, of course, as you would expect, it's Unreal Tournament, so it's like. It's just it's just a multiplayer arena shooter yeah. with maybe some lines of text to read between levels. Mm. There was no real campaign or story to that, so I returned that. And then also Spider-Man Three on PS3 was crap, and I had to return that uh, too because that was rubbish. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a few, yeah, there's a few examples for me. Mm. Well. We'll see you shortly. Maybe with Ashton. Maybe with Ashton. Maybe uh, but at the time of recording, we're going to stop now mm. and watch this uh, Capcom, not the Cap comedy Spotlight, no. but the Capcom Spotlight, and hopefully learn some more things about their upcoming games. So yeah. we'll see you on the other side. Mm. It's time for... The big, big Discussion!
3: It's Big Discussion time. Time for the Big Discussion. I'm here now. Ben's on the laptop. What? A lot's happened Hello. in the last 12 hours. What's
2: happened? We've had an, a fresh dump of snow. Yeah. Uh, much better quality this time. I complained mm. about the quality yesterday. That's
3: actually. fair enough. It wasn't <laughs> uh, very good
2: yesterday. And talking of dumps, uh, yeah. you no longer have I the plops. I no longer have
3: the plops.
2: And Ben, ben you don't... Ben
3: plopped so hard Yeah, that he broke his I got his toilet, toilet plops.
2: <laughs> I got toilet plops. Ben literally uh, the...
1: isn't allowed to plop at the moment <laughs> in his house. <laughs> No, there's a shelf missing from the wall of my toilet because it uh because the flush stopped working. It's one of those button ones and mm. I could hear water running down the back of the wall, so I had to rip it apart and I'm <laughs> waiting for a plumber. So, Oof. here we are.
3: Nice. So Ben's at home, but we we're, we're still here. Mm-hmm. So, I think we we just do the big discussion now. Uh, it comes yeah. courtesy of Joe. And Joe says, what did you make of the Capcom Spotlight and Resident Evil 4 remake demo? Mm. Thanks, yes. Joe. Thank you, Joe. Ben, you, Joe. do you want to tell everyone what, what happened last night at the Capcom thingy? Yeah,
1: so the, it's not the Capcomedy Spotlight, which is the sponsor of this week, Ashton, as you yeah. well know, because oh, you sent it to that's me. so uh, good. It was yeah. the actual Capcom Spotlight where they, it was about, what, 25 minutes long-ish? and it they sh- long. Yeah, long 25 ago. minutes a number of games and some announcements and then at the very end confirmed what was heavily rumoured slash leaked that uh the resident evil 4 remake demo would be available right then and it was and we will talk about that in a minute but we're going to run through just very quickly the things that were announced just in case people were interested uh before we do that generally speaking I thought this was a bit rubbish. What did you think? Big shrug. I yeah. thought
3: it was really weird. For the first like few announcements I was making uh, MB some tea and I was he just kept shouting like Mr. Famous is here. Mr. Famous
1: has arrived. <laughs> Mr. And Famous. Now
3: it's time for the doing a Capcom a Street Fighter. Get excited! And I was just wooing from the kitchen because I was like, "Get me when there's something interesting happening." So as Ashton,
1: uh, Mr. Famous is here.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. As someone who knows nothing about Mega Man, and you know, Mr. Famous means nothing to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I was still really disappointed when Mr. Famous live action came on screen. <laughs> I was like, "Surely this so-called Mr. Famous should have a bit more charisma than yeah." Man on mm, screen, no, Mr. Famous, just Mr. Famous. What do I know? I'm and then not there was another guy
3: fan. with a nice hat, yeah. which I remember. I don't know what he was. I think you might have been talking about Exoprimal, maybe, but he had a nice hat on mm-hmm. as well. So yeah,
1: he was wearing. I can't remember yeah which section that was in, but there were any live action people we got. That guy was wearing a nice hat. Mm. And then he was wearing a cardigan over a hoodie, which I thought was a really interesting style
2: choice. It's the next level from the t-shirt blazer combo (laughs) that you
1: normally
2: get at these events. Yeah, exactly.
3: I
1: respect it massively. Uh, But up first, we learned a bit more about the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Catchy name. Um, Apparently, it's going to include all 499 patch cards that were originally only available in Japan. And these can be used in Mega Man Battle Network 4 through 6. So, you know, uh, it will also add Buster (laughs) Max mode, which makes the game easier by powering up Buster Shots by 100. Uh, And in addition, the final game will include an art gallery that includes over 1,000 illustrations. So if you're excited for the MMBNL collection, then Mm -hmm. there's some more information for you.
2: You had me at 499 cards, to be honest. That's where I was sold. Exactly.
3: Um, I think that's coming out in April as well, so... Not long to wait for Mega Man fans for that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ashton, what else did we see?
3: We also saw Street Fighter 6, but no m- more fighters, but they're getting another commentator. Great. Good. I uh, think that's the
2: first time I've ever... I mean, again, I'm not a Street Fighter fan, but it's the first time I've seen a fighting game say, hey, new commentator coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh
3: So they announced the final commentator that joins the roster um, is... Is it Street Fighter 6? Hikaru Takashi.
2: Takahashi. Takahashi.
3: Mm. Um, Mm. The Japanese actress will join previously announced commentators, including WWE superstar Zelina Vega. Um, It will also be available in 13 languages in the final game. They also announced that Street Fighter 6 will be featured during its Pro Tour 2023 esports series and the first place winner will receive a million dollars. The thing about the commentator thing that's really confusing to me Hmm. is that have they recorded the voice lines and then they're just going to like feed it into an AI to make them into 13 different languages or have they forced these... commentators (laughs) commentators <laughs> to say this selection of voice lines yeah, yeah. who's japanese wwe superstar
1: selena vega who is
2: that who's doing yeah. voice yeah do you that? just dub yeah. dub over the top is or because like... then you're losing it's not actually that person anymore yeah so, if you yeah. want to
3: if you want to play in japanese does that mean that you could have they only have this woman as your commentator yeah. and if you want to play in english you have to have WWE superstar Zelina vega and also like wasn't there something you could you can turn up and down how supportive they were or something like right, there was like yeah. a slider i think that was i don't really understand very it, strange it is a little bit weird. it's a uh, bit.
1: interesting though i think i i mean i don't play a lot of fighting games but i suppose it makes sense that adding commentary should be possible because mm-hmm. those you there's been commentary in sports games for yeah you know, two decades or yeah. so now So I'd be really interested to see how well that works because for me it would just be crouch, crouch, low kick, low kick, low kick, jump, 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 jump. Well, again, as I say, I'm not a Street
2: Fighter fan, so I don't know if this is something that's been happening for a while now, if they've had commentators Mm. for the past few games Mm. and if it's a, a thing that they do where in the lead up to a new game they are revealing all sorts of new commentators or maybe this is a new thing for street fighter 6 entirely let us know in the comments because you guys are more educated than we are in some of these things but <laughs> i do think it's an interesting thing and seemingly unique as far as i'm aware in terms of commentary you get announcers obviously in a lot of fighting games just on the sort of loading screen or round one fight and then that's it but to actually have a common uh, a commentary or a commentator all the way through is you know it's a bit of a usp i suppose
3: Mm. does yeah. WWE 2K23 like the 2K games have commentators Ben
2: yes yeah but yeah, they're probably. you know they're a, they're a slightly different it's not your your classic arcade one-on-one yeah. fighter in that sense so yeah yeah, the, yeah plenty of wrestling games and boxing games and stuff do have commentary but yeah uh, your you side on fighters it's an unusual thing I think mm. it's um, really
1: fast as well so yeah different.
2: well yeah yeah definitely not something I'll be very good at <laughs> we'll see uh, we also had Capcom celebrating 40 years with a digital theme park.
3: I have so many question marks.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um, they, so they said they will announce their 50th anniversary. Oh, that's weird. It says 40 years and 50th anniversary in our write-up. Which one is it?
1: <laughs> I think it's 40 years. Right. 40 <laughs> okay. Years. That's uh, just errant. We, we got this from Digital Trends. It's in we the did. Dump yeah. If you want a full uh, recap. But uh, yeah, it's 40 years. Celebrate
2: its 40th anniversary <laughs> with a digital theme park called Capcom Town good name. Fans can currently register for its June 12th quote grand opening uh, by going to a really good URL which is teaser.captown.capcom.com <laughs> um, and the guy who was talking about it was saying like, oh, we're, we're going to be building lots of different buildings here and it's like, what does that mean? I don't I thought it was like a
3: metaverse thing where they're yeah. like, now with legs like you can yeah. walk around and look at Resident Evil Hut where you can shoot zombies, yeah, and so, then go into Mega Man Hut where Mr. Famous is there, <laughs> and he's just been Mr. Famous. You can just look at him.
2: The fourteenth commentator will be revealed on the Mr. Swan Ride. Famous. Mr. Famous. So Mr. I mean, Famous. this is um we didn't really see what this actually means or what it's going to look like. There were some graphics in the background which I I don't even know if they were supposed to be representative of what we're going to see or if they were just some placeholder things. But what do you think, Ben?
1: Excited? Uh, no, not really. No, uh, don't, don't, don't know what this is. Uh, if it, if it was a sort of demo that you could download onto your console or platform of choice and have a little wander around as a, because the the artwork they were showing showed sort of like little, almost uh, pixel art characters. Yeah. And mm. if you could run around as a little pixel art character and go through, because it's gonna have a virtual museum, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, if it's just a website, that'll be something that you know, fans of Capcom might click around in for a little bit. But if it was an actual demo where you could go in and see artwork and watch videos or trailers or play Mm. little, you know, demos and stuff, then that that would work really well, I think. But in terms of it just being a website, which it may not end up being because they've told us nothing, Mm. um, I'm not that interested in going to a website to click around.
2: It could be a little bit like the the sort of hub areas in Astro's... (sighs) whatever it was called PlayStation World um Play-root. play playhouse um playroom where you know you could wander around and look at all the bits of hardware that you'd collected in the game and you know there were little little kind of easter eggs and gaming references there so um yeah you know you you could have all sorts going on in a virtual museum I suppose so it could be good especially as you say Ben if you are a big Capcom fan it'll be obviously far more
1: appealing to you than uh, anyone who's not so into it but mm. yeah yeah Absolutely. Uh, we also learned a bit more about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion, which is coming to new platforms, apparently. Uh, it's Whoa. coming to PlayStation, Xbox and PC on the 28th of April. And Capcom will be hosting another digital event focused on the game's next update in April on the lead up to that release. So if you want to find out more, you can. More I Monster really, Hunter.
3: I really like when we go, we watch an event and then they say, come back next month for more events. Like that's one favorite thing. I I love when that happens.
2: My favorite thing was the the quote the expansion includes the free title updates up to free title update three. Yeah. What? Yeah. Say that again, please. That's just all the same. You just said the same word six (laughs) times. What? I don't understand.
3: I had to get the word. Classic
1: Mr. Famous then.
3: Classic (laughs) Mr. Famous. We also got another look at Exoprimal, the chaotic dinosaur shoot 'em whatever that gundam is gundam looking Gun, thing yeah, yeah. Um, gundam it's gundam. officially <laughs> launching on July 4th coming day 1 to game pass which means good news you don't have to pay for it really mm, um to. with an open beta running from March 17th to 19th we also got so much detail so many things popping up about what the game is battle pass or sorry survival pass mm. pre order mm. bonuses deluxe edition digital extras and we also got a glimpse at the story but mainly just it just kept popping stuff up and every time popped something up i got less interested in the game um i was never really that interested in this game i think it looks awful even in the bits that they've shown the frame rate looks so bad so i'm excited for that nonsense to launch yeah
2: i thought graphically the some of the people looked good in the cutscenes when it wasn't freaking the hell out like with the frame rate and stuff but uh yeah i mean to me the issue with exo primal is that they are they have not leaned 110 percent into the dinosaurs this there was still a lot of dinosaurs in this trailer it was like 75 percent dinosaurs (laughs) 25 percent robots but it should have been over 100 percent which is a mathematical impossibility yeah dinosaurs and it wasn't
3: um, I just thought it was interesting that the herbivores are fighting back against them because yeah. herbivores aren't, you know, they're not going to try and kill robots. They'll probably walk away because they're herbivores.
2: Is, is your, are your Final Fantasy bones being tickled, Ben, by this? Not at
1: all. No, no. Final Fantasy bones are being tickled here. Uh, no. This We probably discussed it when this game was first announced, but it really does look like something that would come out of a Japanese studio. Yeah over a decade ago a decade mm. and a half ago that sort of early xbox 360 ps3 era when you're getting games like vanquish which was very good to be clear but lots of other sort of more experimental sort of big budget games that kind of all look exactly the same except mm. it's 2023 and now it has a battle pass and that is just i don't know <laughs> i don't know about that i think it's saving grace will be that it's on game pass and yeah morbid curiosity might get the better of me and i might give it a try uh, for for the pure fact of I, I don't have to pay for it uh, yeah. necessarily. But, yeah, this, this section, like pretty much every single section that came before it, apart from the Capcom and maybe the Street Fighter bit, felt like it just went on and on. And I couldn't believe yeah. they were still talking about it after, you know, three or four minutes. There was still more information that they were throwing at us yeah. uh, with sort of shiny graphics popping up. And, you know, here's all the bonus stuff you'll get if you pre-order and it's like my god it was amazing to
2: think oh sorry carry on ben
1: I was going to say, can we can we move on from this? Can <laughs> we move on to the next game, please? Well, I
2: was about to actually just turn it over a little bit more, but uh, I was going to say, like, no, the- I was,
1: sorry, this is the confusion of me being in a, in a different room. I was talking he about it in terms of the dream. conference itself. Well,
2: I know you were, but I'm also not just going to make it worse. I'm not for you. Not telling you to move on. I, well, yeah, I know partly you weren't, but I'm also just going to. You're going to have to sit and listen to me guys, talking guys, about it. Oh no no yeah. need to fight um yeah but i will it was, fight you <laughs> it, was, it was amazing to think that this was actually only a 25 minute conference because
3: that felt like 25 minutes yeah it so. did
2: and like when you subtract the stuff that i personally was interested in like the resident evil stuff even that um alcatraz looking thing you know that's about five minutes shaved off so there's only 20 minutes worth of all this other gubbins that wasn't really that interesting it felt like twice that length it was mm-hmm. amazing really mm-hmm. that it uh it seemed to go on for so long
3: before we move on to the next thing it's not on this list but they showed another bit about resident evil death island Mm. to which we were like "Hmm, yes i can't remember this so i looked it looked it up and on google it's described as a japanese adult movie and animation like (laughs) movie and i was like why is the word adult in here yeah. like what's happening
2: that makes it sound worse than it probably yeah is. it's
3: probably just like an animated movie for adults yeah it's but like 18 it was plus like, i was just like hum <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. because it was like look jill's here and it was like um... you may have
1: spotted jill at the end there in our yeah. adult movie yeah so
3: that's Master coming of in july as well which
2: is yeah great. um we also had a look at ghost trick phantom detective uh, which is uh, returning in June. So it's a DS cult classic, which I've certainly not heard of. I mm. don't know if you guys were aware of this. No. Um, it's getting a port to modern consoles this summer, released on June, uh, will release on June the 30th. Uh, it includes an improved user interface, improved performance, and newly arranged versions of its 37 music tracks. Uh, mm. Pre orders are now available, and it will include bonus uh, bonuses like extra music and background sets. Um, when I first saw this, I thought it just looked like a an interesting new game. I didn't realize at first that it was a, a cult classic. I clearly wasn't paying enough attention. But I, uh, so, I mean, it's not necessarily for me, but it it kind of fits in with with modern gaming. I think it's it's clearly aged pretty well. I would say
3: mm. it's a bit of a puzzler. Yeah, a little bit of a kind of exploration of how to stop someone trying to kill you by possessing other things in the environment so it looks pretty interesting um and 37 music tracks gee whiz good
2: and maybe more because it's got extra music as a bonus
3: maybe more we saw a bit of this at the nintendo direct a little while ago we got a little glimpse at this but this was definitely more and it does look interesting um if you're into like story games and puzzle games then maybe this one was worth checking out when it releases maybe
1: what do you think ben you interested I uh, can't say that I'm particularly interested, but I I was a big fan again of you know the the runtime of this conference and that it felt like it went on so much longer than it actually did. <laughs> yeah. Where not only did they say that there would be 37 tracks, but then they decided to just play some of them for us as well. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. show 30. us the, we could a, <laughs> yeah, could have a little listen. Uh, yeah. No, this kind of game doesn't really interest me, and mm. uh, I'd have to see the original to to know how upgraded it is but it certainly yeah. has a you know pretty interesting art style and i'm happy for the cult fans who get to play it again and mm. i hope that it finds new fans too as well
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh which
2: brings us on yes. to resident evil we did obviously we talked about uh what's it called Dead- death
3: death island
2: death island death to island. the spider yes. um i mean that's <laughs> a resi film coming out they've done those before uh you know, visually looks interesting, and I like Jill and Leon, so fine. Mm. Um, but I don't have a lot of thoughts on that. Do you two have anything to say?
3: Nope.
1: The, what on Death Island? On, uh, yeah, uh, I was really I didn't know what it was when they showed it. I was so no, confused. I didn't I, We've seen it. Before, I wasn't sure if it was a game or or if it was I something couldn't... I should be aware of. It yeah. felt like the Silent Hill conference where they announced four really yeah. weird projects and one game.
3: Yeah, uh, it did. We have I, seen
1: this before, though, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, maybe, but I
3: couldn't really remember it. Yeah. Like, it, I think it was from a while ago. that we mm-hmm. Because when I when we watched it, I was like, oh, I vaguely remember this. But it was so vague in my mind that I wasn't really sure yeah. what it was.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, the main event, of course, not that there was much to actually see, was a bit more Resident Evil 4. Mm. Um, what did we see, Ashton?
3: We uh I don't remember. Uh there was some well, not some, some more shots of the game. Yeah. a uh, little bit there's that guy who looks like Margaret Thatcher. Yes. He's still there. Uh and then they announced that there is a demo that is running now until some point mm. in the future. Um a free demo. So you've tried it, haven't you Ben? The chainsaw. The chainsaw demo.
1: Yes, as uh, as predicted, there is there is a demo available right now. If you want to download it, and uh, I've given it a go, it's the opening section of the game from shortly after. You don't get the intro cutscene. It gives you some overview of the world and what's going on, um, mm. but you don't get the intro cutscene of of being bored in the back of a police car. Yeah, but you do start where you're going to look for your police friends who were escorting you who have been who have taken ages and uh, you go down that spooky path then you get to the initial spooky village bit where everyone starts attacking you and then the chainsaw man comes and the demo ends if you can outlast the chainsaw man and finish that section that's where that's where the demo wraps up but you don't get to choose a difficulty setting uh you just sort of i think the way it pitches itself is you just survive till the end if you want see if Mm -hmm. you can survive until the end of the demo and if you've played a a remake of a resi game you know what to expect uh it's really really pretty by which i mean it's disgusting and horrible (laughs) and i may not be familiar With all of Resident Evil 4, like Peter is, uh, but I have experienced the opening of the game at least a few times up until that point, Uh, Mm. so I'm somewhat familiar. And so much has been done to the environments to embellish them and uh, add lots of details. So there's all sorts of paraphernalia and skulls and like weird uh, sort of symbols made out of sticks and twine that are dangling all over the place and uh it's yeah it's it's a it's a lot when i got into the the village itself and started being attacked i i actually died a few times there because i forgot that all you had to do was just sort of wait long enough for the chainsaw man to show up you didn't just have to waste all your ammo (laughs) and shoot everyone um and then i i did manage to best the chainsaw man and and get to the end of the demo but i was very impressed it's still sort of you know leon's leon's got a bit of sass to him mm-hmm. as well, where's everyone going? Is it bingo night? Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Peter, I don't think this is a spoiler. I'm really sorry to say that I think they've removed one of your favourite moments, spooky moments, from the start, where the, right. where the man, does he turns the wrong way. Oh, he turns the wrong way, yeah. It, yeah, that's gone. I didn't oh. see that in this demo. I mean, it's a subtle
2: thing. It wasn't, it wasn't literally that the turn is one of my favourite moments, but I, right. it's, there was something about that that, you know, I played that game for the first time as... A sort of, I was in my mid teens and I didn't even know the game existed, sat down to play this spooky game, walk into that cabin and mm-hmm. yeah, he's just, there's something very wrong with that man. Before he even attacks you, you just know, hmm, why did he do that? Uh, so that's a shame. But I, I uh, so I intentionally haven't played this demo. I, mm-hmm. I want to go in ideally as, uh, you know, uninformed as possible so I can just experience this game in full. Um, but I have seen a couple of, not spoilers as such but I've, I've seen a couple of things online about the demo one of the line one of the things is that where's everyone going bingo uh has remained and everyone is very happy about that um <laughs> and also that there's like as you say ben with the kind of environmental embellishments there's like bits of graffiti in spanish that people have been translating online and it's these sort of you know um zombie-like phrases where they're like it it will live inside us until Mm. uh, we reach heaven or something judgment is here yeah (laughs) yeah so uh that's cool i like all of that stuff and i'm so excited to play this game and graphically it looks great
1: Mm. so It it does it looks really good my favorite bit about the bingo bit just before you you weigh in Ashton, is where it says, where are they all going? Bingo. And as it pans out, there's just the crispy charred police officer crucified (laughs) in the fireplace. Delicious. (laughs) And he's just there, just doing jokes. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. thought that was great. The framing of that, I don't know if it was intentional, but it was really (laughs) funny. I thought it was very funny.
3: Leon copes with comedy. That's the way he's like traumatized, Mm. but he's just got to joke his way through the game. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, quite infamously, uh, it is a little bit, Resident Evil, some of the dialogue in that game, in that the guy who looks like Margaret Thatcher, as Mm -hmm. you so correctly put it, Ashton, uh, Salazar, (laughs) his name is, he's got these two... Sort of bug looking henchmen. And he sends one of them after you at one point and he gets, he talks to you on the radio and he says, I've sent my right hand to go and deal with you. And uh, Leon's response is, Your right hand comes off. And that's like a, a meme in the community. And so that is really the line that. I hope has survived. Mm. Mm. Nice one, Leon. You sure got him
1: there.
2: <laughs> um, are you excited for this game, Ashton?
3: I am excited for this game. I definitely. I've never played it before, but I have played that that beginning bit mm. in like on PC and then also in VR. Um, oh yeah. So. Yeah. I am excited for this game. I am um, i don't know if I'm going to bother playing the demo. I played the Resident Evil Village demo when that first was released, but that was a bit different because, you know, it's a whole new game, so we'd actually mm. not seen much of that. But um, maybe I'll play it or maybe I'll just watch MB play it because I'm sure he's going to give it a go. But I'm... I'm sure that it's going to be good. So I'm not that worried about the demo. And I also don't think they would have released a demo, especially of like that quite linear and like confined and famous bit that doesn't work. So even if it, even if that was good, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of the game is going to be good, but also it'd be hard to mess that bit up. So I'm sure it was, it's fine. Mm. So Mm. it's not going to, it's not going to forespoken, the game that's for sure so <laughs> no. yeah i think it's gonna be good i'm excited for it and i'm definitely gonna give it a go when it releases not mm. long now though like what Two no. weeks
2: uh yeah it's like late march isn't it like 23rd or something i don't yeah. know exactly when it is but uh yeah or is that there's just,
1: just or a, a handful of other things i wanted to mention about the demo quickly mm. um chainsaw man is really scary And when it does that close-up, his eyes are horrible, Yeah, bulbous and popping out of his sack head. It's it's really unpleasant to look at. Um, When he did catch me a couple of times, I don't know how he killed you in Resi 4. He killed uh, the original one. He killed me. It was the same animation both times, but he... He does. He really just goes to town with that chainsaw. Uh, he he does not care for your well-being at all, and uh, that yeah. was a bit that was a bit nasty. Um, I did find that. I don't know how often in the game you are in an environment like that where there's loads of enemies and you you don't even have to kill them. You're basically just running down the clock. But when I did get grabbed by an enemy, it was. Kind of annoying, actually, uh, because I had to mash X to to get them to let go of me. And then Mm. sometimes I would go directly into the waiting arms of another enemy. Right. (laughs) And I would just sort of be ping ponged around a few times. I think I Mm. I managed to build up a maximum of three where I was sent from one to the other to another. And that was... That was annoying. Um, but yeah, there's there's obviously the... Uh, he, he loves his roundhouse kick, does Leon. Yeah. And you can still do that if an enemy is staggered. Um, and one final thing is that when I went into the crafting menu, it's been a while since I've played Resi 3 Remake, which is obviously the most recent game they did in this style. I know Resi 8 uh, has been out since then. Uh, but now, if you have a red and a green herb, and you click on one of them and click craft, it will give you all available recipes that you can just do. You just hold X and do them rather than having to manually scroll over to the oh, green okay. herb, for example. So there's a little bit of quality of life stuff in there as well, making things a little easier for people who may not realize that they have the necessary ingredients in their inventory to craft things. Um, it it seems that they've simplified that. I don't know how well that's going to go down with the hardcore audience, but that is something I noticed that's, that I think is different.
2: Right. Um, I don't think there are really any other occasions as far as I remember where you're literally running down the the clock Uh, there's a bit where, uh, quite another famous bit where you're defending a shack and I don't know if that's based on you have to kill a certain number of enemies before the sequence ends or if it's time based but I can't really think of any other time where you're running down the clock but either way it sounds like it's just in need of a few iframes if you're getting grabbed from, from one guy to the next. I mean, in again, in the original, when you would kick someone off you, it would sort of stagger everyone around you. They would all stumble back. And, you know, maybe that's something that needs to be addressed a little bit. Um there's still time for them to make a couple of little tweaks, I suppose, um, based on if there's any feedback. So hopefully that'll be something that is dealt with. But mm. yeah. yeah. Wow. It was very
1: good though. Very good. I really enjoyed it. Good. Good. Glad to
2: hear it.
3: Wow. Well, what did what did you guys think mm. of the Capcom showcase? And if you've played the demo, what did you think of the demo? Did you enjoy it? Did you not like it? Did you get ping ponged around with b- with b- baddies? Let yep. us know in the comments below. Yeah. And Peter's going to tell you where you can find us on the internet.
2: Yes, uh, we are Team Triple Jump. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump to see our videos and live streams. We stream on both. And when we're streaming on both, we are modded by Lord Brotovich, trialing Badger and Mr. Black. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, part of that bundle that you are paying for already includes a Twitch sub. So you can spend that on us at no extra cost and you'll get all the usual benefits of being subscribed. So consider doing that. Twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for... For all of our social media stuff video and live stream announcements legacy video content bits of weird news all sorts of fun and games uh that is put there by fraser and us um, and you can go to tiktok.com forward slash at team triple jump to see all of our tiktoks slash ashton's tiktoks really uh and finally from me patreon.com forward slash team triple jump head over there and look at all of the different tiers that are available including you know podcast related stuff and Non-podcast-related stuff like early videos and loads of stuff. Go and have yeah. a look.
3: We have a website. It's triple M P. Spells jump. It's very clever. Um, and if you want to join our Discord, you go to tripleju.mup forward slash Discord. And on Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Holloway. So if you to do something, bloody well, do it. All mean? right. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast. Or to catch up on any of our live stream VODs, go to triplejet.mup forward slash VODs. To book any of us for a cameo and also Jake's chickens, go to triplejet.mup forward slash cameo. And lastly, if you want to buy some second call cool merch like this, like this, and like the T-shirt that Ben's wearing, um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. Is... Is the, Is the eggs? It just says eggs.
1: Eggs. <laughs> eggs? Are there eggs? Are there eggs?
3: are there. Maybe. Were there eggs? New shirt
2: coming soon. Were yeah. there, are there eggs? Were there I don't eggs? know. I can't yeah. see.
1: I don't know what's mm. going on. No. Uh, why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. it on youtube monday tuesday wednesday friday being solo streams on twitch worst games ever is fortnightly friday for patrons of a certain tier sunday for everyone else the podcast is every saturday and we do shows all the bloody time why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms and it doesn't cost you a flipping thing what's coming out ashton is there something out
3: There is something coming out, Ben. Uh, Weirdest Games Ever releases this Sunday. If you're a patron of a certain tier, you've already seen it last week. But it is Mm. Battle Construction Vehicles. BCV.
2: It's a very good one. You
3: should definitely check it out. Uh, comes out tomorrow at time of release. So make sure you give that one a watch. Mm. One Mm. last time, Ben, please remind everyone of the sponsor for this week's podcast.
1: I would love to. Uh, This is, of course, Capcom's... uh, desire to showcase and highlight upcoming stand-up comics in the community uh, and that is the cap comedy spotlight which aired last night after the capcom spotlight and it was mm-hmm. very funny
2: it was it i was. laughed at the joke about bingo i thought that was quite a funny one yeah really and yeah, mr
3: famous it. did such a good set like mm-hmm. i never laughed that hard in my life
2: yeah it was really good
0: Ruffled.
1: practically. Mm.
2: well thanks everyone we'll see you all next time won't we Yeah, Yeah. maybe. All right, look after yourselves.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From
1: payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Retail23. Shopify.com slash Retail23.